This is episode number 83 of the Middle Country Public Library podcast. Hello and welcome. I am Sal DiVincenzo, joined by my fabulous colleague Sarah Fate. Hello. And Elizabeth Malafi. Hey. And we are here to both educate and to entertain you with all the wonderful things that we have to offer here at Middle Country Public Library. Mm-hmm. How are you ladies doing? Great. Well, uh, we have a, a special guest in the studio uh, today because Elizabeth is here. And she's going to uh, talk a little <laughs> bit about our special episode this week. Mm-hmm. The, a very special episode. It's a, it's a very yes. special episode. <laughs> so, um, my favorite. In just a few weeks, we have our, I, I think it's safe to say, our biggest event at the library, right? Would you say? Uh, I think so. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, we get thousands mm-hmm. of people. There's no parking. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, it, it is, is crazy. crazy. And that is the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is the Women's Expo. Uh, what year is this? 19. 19 mm-hmm. years of the Women's Expo. And uh, we thought we'd uh, do a little special episode about it mm-hmm. because it's uh, it is our biggest event. It is a um, well, Elizabeth. Why don't you tell us what is the for those yes. listeners in? Uh, we have a new listener, by the way, in G- in Germany. Just want to let you know. Oh. to our new listener listening to us in Germany. What is the Women's Expo? Guten Tag to the <laughs> new listener in Germany. Um. The Women's Expo is a a celebration, I would think, of uh, women entrepreneurs. So the day of the event, we host more than 80 women entrepreneurs at the library. I think this year we have probably 83 women entrepreneurs coming to the library, and they are selling their products. They range from peanut butter uh, to candles to soap to jewelry, photography, artwork. It it really runs the gamut. And these are women that are really trying to increase their business, grow their business. They want to meet other women. They want to meet with Long Islanders who are committed to, you know, shopping local and keeping money on Long Island, growing the Long Island economy. And the wonderful thing about the expo is it's not just the day of the expo. We are involved with these people all year through our Miller Center. So we are helping businesses throughout the year, the Women's Expo entrepreneurs, as well as businesses everywhere on Long Island throughout the year through our Miller Business Center, through Things like the expo, other networking opportunities that we have, such as our Strictly Business Trade Show, our business networking event that we'll be having in January, as well as other programming and our resources. So it's it's really a great event. The whole library gets involved. They literally, mm-hmm. yeah, literally, like the entire library <laughs> is torn apart. Yes, <laughs> no, I'm serious. This is uh, you're laughing, but I look, books disappears, furniture disappears, <laughs> and when you come in that morning, it's amazing. It is. It 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 <laughs> it creates a lot of chaos, but I think that the staff is so wonderful that day. It, it's a testament to the wonderful staff that we have, but I think it's also a testament to the power of the expo because while as frustrating as it is that we have to park far away and we're exhausted that day and everybody's running around and there's, you know, over 2500 people in the library that day, they see the power 
of the expo. They're talking to these women and they're they're hearing their stories and they're seeing how much we're helping them. So it's kind of, well, I know this is going to be a very hard day, but I also know that so much good comes out of it. We sure. So it's it's just really a wonderful day, and I think everybody sees that. It's a good hurt at the end of the day. The yes, feet, that's a good, perfect. The feet hurt, but it's a good hurt. Right? Oh, my back Definitely hurts so much by the end of the day. <laughs> very good, very good. So that is, let's say the date because that's important. October so uh, 3rd, yep. 11 to 6 p.m. 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Yes. And uh, here in the Center Each building. Yes. It's 101 Eastwood Boulevard mm-hmm. for those of you listening uh, open to all, right? Everybody Anybody is can, welcome. Yeah. It is free to attend. You do not need to purchase anything in order you can to come. Just walk around, mm-hmm. and but you great. can purchase raffles. We have some great raffles. You could purchase lunch here from a local woman-owned restaurant called Fifth Season, or you could just purchase some snacks. Um, you could purchase snacks uh, from. Three to five from a soon-to-be local business called Duck Donuts. Very excited about mm-hmm. that. Um, you could also purchase items from some of the entrepreneurs that will be here. So it's really wonderful. You can participate as much or as little as you want. A lot of folks come <laughs> down. It's a great, I kind of see it as like the very first holiday shopping opportunity. You know, like people come down because it's like, you know, it's 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 time. Yes, Yes. yes. So definitely, uh, <laughs> definitely come down with your uh, your cash and ch- uh, cash and credit cards because uh, they they take it all. Um, <laughs> uh, no, it's a great it's a great event. Now, Sarah, mm-hmm. you had the opportunity recently to speak to some of our uh, vendors that are coming in, our exhibitors. Yes, I did. Yes, and uh, so you went. Uh, we went remote. We went on mm-hmm. location uh, in the, to the Miller Center <laughs> That's to. That's right. Uh, uh, you asked them some questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to play that for the folks and uh, and we'll be right back. Hi. So uh, we are here with Holly Hunt, who is a photographer, and she will be at our Women's Expo in October. So hi, Holly. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Sure, of course. So um, I know you are going to be in the Times Beacon Record article that um, we are highlighting some of the vendors, and I know that you were chosen to um, be highlighted and some of your pictures of your artwork will be in there and uh, a couple of questions that people have asked you. But um, for the podcast, so we wanted to ask you really, how did you get started in the business? Like, you know, what brought you down this path? So I currently am an abandoned photographer. Mm-hmm. So I, as of now, I photograph abandonment and I show the beauty inside of it. That's not what started me in photography. Mm -hmm. I got my camera and I first started doing what everyone else seems to have done, which Mm -hmm. is weddings and babies and portraits and kids Ah. and pets and everything else. And and it it, nothing felt right. Mm -hmm. I loved all of it and I was pretty good at all of it, but nothing felt right. Right. And I had been exploring old abandoned locations Mm -hmm. since 1994. It was a hobby of mine for a really long time. And one day I decided to take my camera into an abandoned psychiatric center Mm -hmm. and something happened inside Mm -hmm. of me and that passion was triggered and I figured it out. And I've been exhibiting my art about 
two, two and a half years now. Mm -hmm. And it's all of my abandoned photography art. And I realized that I could make a business out of selling Mm -hmm. these pieces, which I never anticipated. Not to say that I don't photograph the baby or child or wedding Mm -hmm. here and there, but um, my photography business was not initially started off Mm -hmm. of this. It was started off of, you know, Mm -hmm. other things aside from abandonment right right well it's it's lovely when like your passions and your career can sort of merge together you know um so we're just going to ask you i know um you did have an exhibit here at middle country library for those that don't know um we show local artists uh upstairs in our a little exhibit hall that we have so if you could just tell us how you found out about that and you know your experience with that I saw a posting somewhere, and I'm not mm-hmm. exactly sure. I resided in Center Reach for a long okay. time, mm-hmm. and this was my library. Mm-hmm. So I probably saw it posted somewhere online. I'm not even, mm-hmm. again, honest. I don't remember. But you had just started using, I think, local artists to yes. exhibit. Mm-hmm. So I was one of the first, which yeah. was kind of amazing and cool. The people who come into this library, I was really impressed Mm -hmm. by how many people emailed me from seeing it here, how many people followed me Mm -hmm. on my social media from seeing it here. And I did make a friend or two from people who saw my work and wanted to meet me in person. So that was awesome. I also spoke with some people who work in the library Mm -hmm. about being a exhibitor at the expo, Mm -hmm. thinking I would never be able to do it. Yeah. But my work was so well, well received when yeah. it was up on the walls here that yeah. I applied. Yeah. And that's how I ended up getting to the expo. Oh, that's great. I like how it sort of just naturally transitioned <laughs> yeah. into the women's expo. So, um, I'm sure you, like you, you have exhibited at other, um, art fairs and such, right? Uh, Actually, I don't do, I don't do too many art fairs. I'm oh, really, really picky. And to be honest, I just love the expo. Mm-hmm. I, I was a patron right. for years and years and years mm-hmm. shopping it and spending money at it and yes. bringing my friends and family and yeah. my father and, yeah. you know, all these people. And I, it just seemed like a perfect fit for what mm-hmm. I did because the networking capabilities yes. of it mm-hmm. and meeting other women who are creative and mm-hmm. uh, successful and kind is just, mm-hmm. there's nothing else like that around. Right. So this is something that, is new for me in the sense that, yes, it was my first expo, but it was also the first time I exhibited my work at a table. (laughs) (laughs) I had always had them in galleries for stuff. So, and it's something I wanted to come back to. I did really well at it. Mm -hmm. And aside from making some really nice profit, Mm -hmm. um, I I get a massive social media increase from it. Wow, that's great. And again, networked with some really great Mm -hmm. women. Mm -hmm. So... Well, it's good to hear. Um, so just a, a reminder, the Women's Expo is coming up in October. It's the first Thursday of the month, which is the third, um, where you will definitely be able to catch out Holly's um, artwork. She uh, has beautiful and, and uh, eye-catching photography. And uh, I urge you to go and check it out. So um, is there anything else you'd like to add? or No, that's it. I'm excited to be yeah. here in a month. Okay, well, thank you so much. So, thank you. So I would like to introduce our second guest for the Women's Expo podcast. We have Nikki Gorell here, whose brand is Simply Nikki. Am I correct? Yeah. And Nikki, if you'd just like to tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. 
Um, so Simply Nikki was created in Istanbul, where I lived for six years. Nice. Um, basically because there wasn't any good peanut butter around. <laughs> it's pretty ironic for a country that is famous for its nuts. Um, so I had so many. I had a lot of access mm-hmm. to almonds, to peanuts, to right. cashews, but no one was grinding them up and turning them into nut butters. Right. So um, what started off as a Christmas tin present to friends slowly grew into a business that I moved to the States when I moved back in 2016. Great, wonderful. And what type of nut butters do you make? Um, I make peanut butter, almond, cashew, as basic like our custom Mm -hmm. basic line and then we have our supreme line which have additional ingredients that Mm -hmm. either enhance the taste or enhance the nutritional value Mm -hmm. um so for example our peanut butter supreme will have chia flax pepita sunflower seeds a little bit of date Mm -hmm. and the chia seeds turn the peanuts into a complete protein oh wow so you're getting all the goodness plus the fact that chia is a superfood and Mm -hmm. Um, or we'll have an almond with white chocolate, which is just plain that and heavenly. devilish. Yes. <laughs> or devilish. <laughs> um, so this year you'll be in our expo. So, yes. you know, can you just tell a little bit how you heard about us or do you use any of the Miller? No, um, I heard about you through a friend mm-hmm. and then I work at the Greenport Library so I did a quick I asked (laughs) I asked our director and she's like oh my gosh that library is amazing they do Mm. so many things um and I filmed out the form and crossed my fingers and I got in (laughs) nice well that is lovely so this will be your first year yes okay so uh Nikki as someone who is an expert on the nut butter um what sort of ways you can you give us um how do you use them like what would you put them on or would you put them in a recipe right what i love about nut butters is they're super versatile for example my cashew butter can turn into a cashew cheese and it turns into a sauce and that you can put you know use as a nacho dip or use on roasted eggplants you've got Mm. almond butter that you can add rosemary and garlic to and it becomes a chicken marinade you know there there's so many things not just smoothies toast which of course you can do too what I immediately think of is just toast. Yes, but mm-hmm. there's so many other things you can bake with it. Um, you know, you can make a lot of the the power balls and the keto balls and mm. things like that. Um, or as what a lot of people like to do is they just take it by a spoon <laughs> and just eat it right yeah. out of the jar. It's a really good thing that to prevent being hangry. You know, if you're ah. on the run and you're like, oh my gosh, I have to eat something right now or it's going to get bad. Do you ha- make travel size jars? We do. Uh, for me to carry like, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> we oh, are actually starting to make a four ounce jar, nice. which would okay. nicely fit in your bag. Excellent. And you can take it around and snack. <laughs> well, uh, we'd like to thank Nikki for joining us and make sure you check out her um, handmade yummy nut butters on the third. So um, we would like to welcome Myra Romeo to the podcast as our third guest. Um, she is the owner of Precise Gluten-Free Foods, and she will also be with us at the Expo. Um, so Myra, why don't you tell us a little bit about your product? Okay, my product are gluten-free mixes that are mm-hmm. also soy-free, nut-free, 
and they're packaged in a facility that does not process any allergens. Oh, nice. Because my daughter was diagnosed with food allergies mm -hmm. about five years ago. Okay. And we couldn't find any products that were free of all the allergens. Oh, okay. And that's when I started creating everything at home. Oh, nice. So what kind of um, mixes do you make? My main product is the pancake mix, mm -hmm. um, and then we also have the cookie mix, which is an oatmeal cookie mix that mm -hmm. we launched this year. Oh, very nice. Very nice. So, um, have you been to many of our Miller Business uh, programs? Yes, I did the Google page mm -hmm. um, one and also the Instagram workshop. Right. And that's just to help your business grow, right? Absolutely. Did you find it helpful? Oh, yes. The Google one has been very helpful because I believe because my business didn't have a location, I couldn't mm -hmm. have a Google page. Right, right. And I learned that it's complete opposite so mm -hmm. i was able to set up the page and now the traffic on my website has doubled oh then. very so good that's nice great. and um we ask everyone this how did you hear about the expo and are you a new or a returning vendor i am a new vendor okay. and the way i heard about the expo it's through my um advisor mm -hmm. from the small development center in stony brook oh okay great yes Oh, that's very nice. So um, we want to encourage everyone to stop by Myra's uh, table to try her gluten-free and nut-free and allergy products, even if you are not gluten-free or nut-free. They're sure they're delicious, right? Yeah, so how many yeah. servings are in a package? Okay, the pancake mix has about 14 uh, servings. Mm -hmm. That's about uh, 14 medium-sized pancakes. Mm -hmm. um, the beauty of the pancakes is mm -hmm. that they taste like the regular stuff that you have out there. They're mm -hmm. not gritty and they don't fall apart. Oh, nice. And when I, people try it, their face lit up. So. so, like, do you have to add anything or you just have to add water? You add milk or a milk substitute and mm -hmm. eggs or an egg substitute. Okay, great. So, you know, I just have to say, you know, not that I throw a lot of overnight parties but if you are like you know how you have weddings and then you do the breakfast in the morning or whatever right or if you're having a brunch this would be something that would be great to give as a gift or to have in your house because then you cover everybody and it still tastes really good Excellent. I'm just saying you know um, so yeah so just come on down on the third visit Myra pick up some yummy gluten-free mixes and I guess uh, that is it so thank you thank you for having me I would like to introduce Angela Carrillo to our podcast. She would be our last and final expo vendor that we are highlighting. Um, and just to remind everyone that all these lovely ladies are going to be in the Times Beacon Record article um, about some of the many women that will be represented at the expo on the 3rd. So, um, Angela, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and your product? Okay, I... I have always loved soap. Mm -hmm. um, when I was a little girl, I literally would hang out in the soap aisle of the grocery store. Mm. We went on vacation. I was in the gift mm. shop looking at the soaps. Mm -hmm. About 20 years ago, I uh, decided I wanted to learn how to make it, so mm -hmm. I got a book out of the library mm -hmm. because there was no Google and there was right. no YouTube, mm -hmm. and I taught myself how to make soap. Nice. Um, let me see, about 10 years ago, so that mm -hmm. was, I was making soap about 10 years at that point, I realized that I had put my husband through school, mm -hmm. my kids through school, mm -hmm. I had a job, and it was a paycheck, but it was yeah. just a job, it yeah. wasn't anything special, and if I didn't go for something for me now, it was never going to happen, Right. Mm -hmm. so since I had this hobby I loved, and 
I had time and I had a little bit of money mm-hmm. to invest in myself, sure. I decided that that's what I wanted to do. Very good. So okay. that's how I started the mm-hmm. company. Very nice. So uh, how long have you been um, with Allegna Soaps now? So I've been making soap 20 years and mm-hmm. I started Allegna Soap 10 years ago. Okay. And Allegna is Angela backwards. Right. Okay. And um, I know you are a return vendor, correct, to the expo? Yes. So this is your... This is my seventh... This is my seventh um, show. Wow, yeah, that's I great. Said, well, actually, it's been seven years. I think I did miss one when my dad was ill. I understand. But yeah. you guys will regret about that. You really yeah. are. Um, so, nothing back. So, how did you initially hear about the Expo? Do you remember? Yes. I was in a networking group, women's networking group. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the name. And someone there saw my products and said mm-hmm. to me, you... You need to do the Women's Expo, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I had just pretty much started. I maybe mm-hmm. was selling a year or two. I'm like, what's a Women's Expo? Right. What is it? Um, unfortunately, I couldn't get in that year, mm-hmm. so I had to wait till the following year. But I have to tell you, this expo is so different than any other event mm-hmm. that I sell at. Mm-hmm. First of all, because the staff here is amazing, and they help you unload your car, and mm-hmm. they get you in quickly. Everything is so well organized, mm-hmm. and even leaving, mm-hmm. I mean, you're you're ushered out fast, and they there's so much help. Mm-hmm. Um, other events I do, people are there to make money, and we're yeah. all here to make money. Yeah. However, I'm also here to make relationships with yes. people and, and learn from other people and kind of be in that energy mm-hmm. of other women and other women entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and learn from them. Right. So this is probably my favorite event. Oh, it really is. That's great to hear. So um, personally speaking, I also do love soaps. I love smelling soaps. I love cleaning soaps. I just love, like the ones with like the little bits in it that mm-hmm. hurt when you. I shouldn't say that, <laughs> but you know the exfoliating soaps, exfoliating soaps. So what kind of soaps do you sort of? What's your specialty soap? I love my lavender lemongrass soap. Oh, that is my favorite. I um I like a butter in a soap, so mm-hmm. I use shea butter. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not fond of, of um, fragrance oils. I don't dislike them, but when I use them in concentrated forms, they tend to give me migraines. Oh, yes. So I use essential oils in my mm-hmm. soaps. Nice. Okay. And I, I just find that that is, is better for me. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with fragrance right. oils. A lot of my friends make soaps of fragrance right. oils, and some of them I can tolerate, and I'll use mm-hmm. them, and I'll buy them, right. because I love I still love soaps. Yeah. I buy other people's soaps. Sure, yeah. I trade with other soap makers <laughs> at, the, at the expo. Yeah. Um, but my lavender lemongrass soap is my absolute favorite. It's not my best seller, but it right. is my favorite. That's, oh, that's nice. I do love a good soap. That's like, are you in Sal? Sal is shaking his head for those who cannot see us, which is everybody. <laughs> Sal is shaking his head. It. He also likes good soap. So um, but what? So that's not your best seller. What is your best seller? My best seller is my peppermint scrub with the crushed uh-huh. apricot See? seeds in it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but it's like, uh-huh. and then it's, you know, you feel like you scrubbed that layer off your skin. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. And I think because it's a minty, it like yeah. really wakes you up in the morning. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, so what other, do you sell um, like any sort of bombs or lotions? Or I also strictly soap. I'll do sugar scrubs, I mm-hmm. make I lip balms, I make, oh, I've started making scented oils. Mm-hmm. A lot of my classic line soaps mm-hmm. have a certain scent, lavender lemongrass, mm-hmm. rose patchouli, patchouli clove, and I had a lot of customers asking me if I had a perfume that went along with it, so I decided oh. to make scented oils this year. Very nice. Yeah. 
So you are really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Expanding? Expanding, yes, thank you. You're really expanding your product? Mm -hmm. I do a lot of other things other mm -hmm. than just retail soap. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of private label soap. So if you have a soap, or you have a, a company, a, um, a bath and body company, and you want to add soap to your line, but you don't want to make it, you hire me, I make your soap, mm -hmm. you slap your label on it. I've uh, been speaking at soap making conferences. Mm -hmm. I do soap making classes. Mm -hmm. I do an after school program for children. Nice. I call it Bath Bonanza. Mm -hmm. And one week, yeah, one week we do melt and pour soaps. Mm -hmm. The next week we do bath fizzies. Mm -hmm. We'll make um, um, lotions. We'll make sugar scrubs. And mm -hmm. each week they go home with something that they've made. Right, that's lovely. So, and um, I'm sure you use products that we all can pronounce and say. Olive your, oil, coconut oil, palm yeah. oil, and shea butter. I know. I think it's very important nowadays. People with skin allergies or, or like, you know, sensory allergies. Like, I, like you, I get migraines. I'm very sensitive to certain smells. Um, I think I went to, like, a perfume store one time, and it nearly killed me. Yes. I was out for, like, two days. Um, so it's really important to sort of, you know, purchase these items that, like, you know, that are healthy for you. Not mm -hmm. healthy for you, but you know what you're putting on your body. Good for your body. Yeah. So, um, Angela, thank you for stopping in with us. And I hope everyone comes and visits your table and smells your lemongrass, lavender. Lavender, lemongrass, nope. Because <laughs> sniffs are free. Sniffs are free. That's excellent. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, very nice. So Angela had some very nice things to say she about, did. about the library. She really did. And and how wonderful we are. Mm -hmm. And that uh, that's a very nice thing for her to say. And mm -hmm. and it's true. Hey, listen. It is true. It is true. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, um, if you're a potential vendor or a, a potential exhibitor, you should know, you should apply. So when, when does this happen? When do, when do the exhibitors have to have to get in touch with us for next year? Well, they can uh, visit our website, womensexpoli.org. Now there is a link where they can sign up to get to get on the list to get information next year. We generally start, we open up to applications in May, mm -hmm. usually May or June. And then we have a selection committee that gets together to select people in July. And again, we're not, we don't just take the first 83 people that apply. We are looking for women entrepreneurs, people who are looking to grow their business, people who are looking to work with other women entrepreneurs on Long Island to grow business on Long Island. And can I just interject just yes. for a second? Um, also on the website, um, anyone who would just like to support this mission or, um, you know, maybe they are women-owned, but it's not um, this particular a product. Product. Um, you can become a friend of the expo. So um, there are different levels of friendship that you can friendship. Yes, friendship, friendship levels. Um, and you know, and then we sort of have a table, and you, as a friend, you can put some of your business information on that table, like business cards and flyers. That's exactly. Mm -hmm. And then I believe we also have like a, a little flyer. A 
like a directory. Yeah, well, we have a directory, yeah. a directory that is listed, yeah. and you're listed on our website with a link right. to your website. So, yes. um, you know, so you know, just say you're a male-owned business, but, but you know, mm-hmm. you realize the struggles and everything like that, and you say, "I want to be a part of this too." That's a great way to be a part of it. And what people might not know is that the expo, the proceeds from the expo support the Middle Country Library Foundation. Mm-hmm. And the Middle Country Library Foundation, in addition to supporting a lot of library programs, supports the work of the Miller Center. Mm-hmm. So all of the things, the wonderful programs that you come, you may come to at the Miller Center, all of the wonderful mm-hmm. resources that you use at the Miller Center, they are uh due to the support of the foundation. So all of this money comes back to us. So Exactly. And that those services are for everybody. Yes, everybody. Fantastic. So again, October 3rd from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. here in the Center Each Building. That's 101 Eastwood Boulevard. So that does it for this episode. If you want to listen to older episodes or read our show notes, visit our website, mcplibrary.org forward slash podcasts or you can go to our Podbean web- website. Did you know we had a Podbean website, Elizabeth? I did not. Yes, it's set. <laughs> and what's great about the Podbean website, it's mcplpodcast.com and you can interact with us. We have a comment section. So Ooh. wouldn't it be fantastic to comment with us? Wow. Yes. Mm. Or, or you can email us. That's podcast at mcplibrary.org. So for Sarah Fade and Elizabeth Malafi, I'm Sal DiVincenzo. We'll see you on the next show.